Welcome home. This is Audio EXP for the 19th of March 2022, and the title of this episode is What Secret D&D Press Event? Wider Path is in the spotlight this month, as voted for by patrons. I asked Wider Path what makes a good game, and they said it was one in which the players felt excited to explore, and the GM was equipped to react to that. This week, there were credible reports that there would be a press event from Wizards of the Coast about D&D on Friday. And maybe there was. If it did happen, though, I've not seen any news from it. If it happened and the press were briefed, then people are keeping secrets. That's interesting in itself, right? Why are they better than usual behaviour? A different sort of news? New stewardship from Wizards of the Coast? However, what I noticed at the same time, and which isn't a secret, is a new placeholder for a D&D book, one written but not published by Wizards of the Coast, and that's an official D&D graphic novel, due out next year. Another interesting change of behaviour I noticed came from Modifius. I imagine gamers think of Modifius' games when they think of the company. It's a publisher of the likes of Dishonored or Dune tabletop RPGs, of Actun Cthulhu and others. However, it also helps smaller companies with their distribution. With Modifius' help, you can get your successful game into even more stores around the world. Modifius can help you with your logistics. And Modifius announced a deal with an even bigger fish, with Asmodee USA for the games Skyrim and Spectre. These are two board games coming out soon from Modifius and Asmodee USA has now the global rights. So, why get a bigger company involved? I think it's the potential size of each game. Not the physical size, but the market size. Modifius needs, hopes, and wants these games to be blockbusters. And that's entirely understandable. And I'm sure Asmodee cut them a good deal, too. Asmodee is now part of the Embracer Group partnered with publishers like Saber Interactive and Dark Horse, who are also part of that group. Imagine if people at Modifius were talking to senior people in the Embracer group. I wonder what those conversations could be about. The world is full of surprises. Uh, Surprises like James Introcastle working on a Z-Hander project due out later this year, and with Kate Bullock and Daniel D. Fox as editors, there's a large adventure coming called Eternal Night of Lockwood. The capacity of talent like Intracastle to keep on writing, thinking and writing some more is impressive. I guess we also had something of a mystery revealed with the Kickstarter launch of the Bad Karmers and the Curse of the Zodiac. This board game is exciting because it's our first proper look at the Taboo system from Explored. It's not a flat screen, and there's no Netflix-style rent-a-board system that comes out over the web, which is a surprise. Instead, Teburu is cheaper than that. You lay an old-fashioned board on top of an electronic system, and it's a combination of that and special minis and bases that's enough to tell the smartphone app-powered system what's going on. And that app acts as a storyteller, a GM, a rules narrator. It will play sound effects, manage the rules, and reveal plots. There is a partnership in place with Paradox to bring the World of Darkness games to the system. There is over €150,000 pledged 
from over 600 backers, which is a lot, but Explored are asking for €200,000 to fund. So I'm, I'm sorry to say, but I don't think the Bad Karmers is the runaway success that the company was hoping for, but that finish line is in sight, and the project seems carefully thought out and managed. In the spirit of a life is tough and we have to work hard, I'm reminded of the new to the cinema's release this week, and that's a feature-length prequel to the anime Jujutsu Kaisen. I had the chance to see this at home, in advance, and while Jujutsu Kaisen Zero gets no marks for having an original name, I gave it high marks for impact and fun. It's an anime horror and action. It's horror in moments with careful build-ups and reveals before those end in supernaturally powerful fights. It's also horror in implications. The baddies in the series are curses. They are our negative thoughts made manifest. And once so sentient, they go on to terrorise whoever they like. If you have a chance to watch it on the big screen, and can do so safely, and that's a challenge given rising affection numbers, then I recommend it. Another story that merges hardship and entertainment this week is from Marvel. This time, though, we're talking about real-life hardship and the intolerance of LGBT people in some parts of the States. Doing a bit better than their parent company, Disney, but perhaps seeing the wisdom to be more proactive, Marvel released a statement to denounce legislation that infringes on human rights. Marvel didn't name Florida or the Don't Say Gay Bill, but they do use that word, legislation which clearly makes it a political statement. Whether any of these companies will take action remains to be seen. We are seeing companies pull up and get out of Russia. Mind you, they didn't do this when the Russians brought in anti-LGBT policies. They waited until shells started to fall on cities. So, safe to say, I don't think we're even close to boycotts of intolerant American states. Also, from the world of TV is the news that there might be a TV series for The Sixth Gun. That's a Weird West graphic novel from Cullen Bunn. Another talent who just seems able to create, create, and then create some more. There is already an RPG for the comic book, and Pinnacle Entertainment publish it. Cleverly, there's a generous bundle available that includes softcover, core rules, companion, and a host more. Yes, it mixes physical with digital. And there we have it. We're talking about bundles, and that means the final segment of the podcast. And this also brings us back to the war. One bookshelf and publishers there have several Doctors Without Borders deals. Let's go through them. They are the Doctors Without Borders D&D bundle that will cost you nineteen ninety nine, but the recommended retail value of the contents there is $181.90. There's the Doctors Without Borders Mega Bundle, one, that'll cost you 25 bucks, recommended retail value over 200 bucks. The Mega Bundle, two, which will cost you 25 bucks, recommended retail value $210. On the DMs Guild, there's the Adventurous League Doctors Without Borders Bundle, that'll cost you 10 bucks, recommended retail value 65 bucks. The Doctors Without Borders Mega Bundle, for 20 bucks, recommended retail value 170 bucks. The Mega Bundle 2, 20 bucks, recommended retail value around 180 bucks. And then the player options, 
bundle, 10 bucks, with the recommended retail value there, nearly 90 bucks. I mean, amazing work from everybody involved. Humble also has a deal. The Stand with Ukraine bundle costs around £30. I'm changing currency there into sterling. And that has nearly £2,000 worth of software, computer games, tabletop RPGs, comics and other geeky goodness. At the time of writing, more than 120,000 bundles have been sold. And there are still a few days left to join in. In more traditional bundle news... There's the Mark Miller Classic Sci-Fi RPG Traveller, also in Humble. And that's not all. Humble has a host of first edition Pathfinder 2. There are four tiers, and the top one includes a hardcover in the shape of the Inner Sea World Guide. In the bundle of holding, you can help save our seas by checking out first and second editions of Blue Planet. There is a third edition of that game on the way, but the Kickstarter for it is long gone. Outside of RPG deals... I noticed that the bundle of holding has Nightshade Best Science Fiction, and that is a way to get a lot of sci-fi short stories. Lastly, one from Geek Native, and for British listeners only, there's a competition to win a small Tree Spirit t-shirt. And on that note, let's wrap there, check out those bundles, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>